The following is a Furnished Brothers production. Introducing your host, Rob. Put your best players out there, Mike. And Ryan. He missed the net, and it somehow went in. This is the Talking Buds Podcast. finally back ryan happy new year buddy yes happy new year it has been a long delay and man what a holiday like today is just the first day where i've been like holy i'm just feeling the effects of everything that has happened over the last couple weeks a little under the weather but you know what I'm going to fight through today. Yeah, No, I'm going to fight through today, and we're going to put on a little podcast and talk some Toronto Maple Leaf hockey. So, two-week hiatus, little Christmas, New Year break. We thought we'd get a show in. Didn't end up happening, just the busyness of the holidays. But none of that matters because it's 2019, and we are here, and we are going to kick the New Year off with some heavy... You're going to have to talk me off a ledge a few times in this episode, right? Well, man, I might be right there with you. It depends what kind of takes you have or what stuff you bring up because there's a couple things that I'm not too happy with too, but let's let's get into it. Let's see where this thing goes. So rather than going through what's happened in the last two weeks, everyone who listens to this podcast is, follows the team on a regular basis and knows what happened. So I say we jump right into current events and talk about what's going on with the team right now. And what happened earlier today was the Maple Leafs took on the Minnesota Wild at 2 o'clock this afternoon in the Next Generation game. Ryan, what did you think about the Next Generation game? You know what? It's it was it was like fun on the surface, but I want to hear like someone in the front office like give me the goal of putting this thing on. Like what was the goal of having this like next generation game? Like what are they trying to get out of it? I think that maybe Dubis and Shanahan are smart enough to realize that the league predominantly the league and maybe a little bit of the organization MLSE specifically isn't perceived to be the the coolest thing in the whole entire world like especially when you compare it to something like the NBA and how the NBA is like the young NBA fan base is just so much more up on what's going on than the young NHL fan base so I think it's their attempt to sort of get we go on and on and on about the boardroom that is Scotiabank Arena particularly during a weeknight game so I think it's an opportunity to get the suits out of there and get the kids in there and it made for a pretty fun environment I gotta tell you right I loved it I loved the Fortnite graphics I loved the kids on the broadcast and on the ice anything different and new as as long as this league tries to do something new I'm all for it because 
you've heard me go on and on and on about how boring and dull the NHL can be. So if they want to try new things, I'm all for it. Yeah, it was it was it was fun. I enjoyed like the the little girl who was with uh, Christine Simpson doing all like the Abigail. Yeah, like she was she was great. She was excellent. Yeah, the kid who was in the dressing room with Babcock and like calling out the lines that was pretty fun too. But I think the difference with like you look at the NBA. You mentioned the NBA is like they're just so social media driven that it's so easy to attract like younger fans because. All the players are so active on social media and they get so much attention. So I can see them thinking about this being like, yeah, we want to push kind of a younger generation of of fans. And it did make for a little bit better atmosphere. But next game at the Scotiabank Arena, like it's going to be the same thing. Like it's it's going to be all the suits back in there. Like I don't think it's pushing kids to be Toronto Maple Leaf fans. Like if you're a kid growing up and your dad or your mom or your brother, like, religiously watches the games, like, you're going to get attached to your favorite player. It's probably going to be Marner. It's probably going to be Matthews or Morgan Riley. And you're just going to really like the team because you probably play minor hockey or you love hockey and you're just going to get attached to it. So I don't know if it's, like, did such an amazing job of, like, attracting new fans, but I totally get and understand and agree with your take on how it was nice just to have kind of a different vibe to a Leaf game than how it usually is. Because even, like, the broadcast is always, like, really serious, and, and MLSE and hockey is always really serious and not a lot of fun. So if, I think I think it worked in that case. So let's get into the game a little bit. Leafs end up losing 4-3 to the Minnesota Wild. Ryan, if I would asked you two weeks ago, who's Michael Hutchison, what would your answer have been? I would say I, I knew who Michael Hutchison was. He played for the Jets for a little bit, and uh, he's been with the Panthers, as you saw by his goalie equipment today, and I felt bad for the guy. You can't be anything worse than when you're a goalie at a new team and you're just rocking the old pads. Like, <laughs> I would lose all my confidence if we're rocking those Panther pads playing for the Leafs. And the plain white mask with... Just the logo on it. Yeah, just the, just the little sticker logo on the side. Yeah, but no, I, I, I was aware of who he was. I, I knew he played for the Jets for a little bit and and with the Panthers. So I, I, I knew who he was. And I was, I was expecting really... I had no expectation for him coming in. I didn't expect him to put on a show. Like, it's a tough situation to be put in. They just acquired him, like... They're coming off kind of a lengthy break, so it, w- it was kind of a tough situation to put the guy in uh, for this game. So the game was pretty exciting. Marner scores twice. First goal was seven seconds in. Like, literally right off the opening faceoff, just goes in and scores. Our boy, Willie Nylander, finally gets the monkey on his back. But at the end of the day, the Leafs and their defensive struggles continued, and they ended up losing the game. Oh, dude, the, the giveaways. dude. Today was all about the giveaways. I know... Their forwards, when they get their chance, they can bury. We all know that. They're so skilled. When you give them a chance, they can score. But, man, they were just in their own end. The forwards were just leaving the D out to dry all afternoon, in my opinion. Like, these guys would get the the, the wild would dump the puck in. The D would go back, get the puck, turn around, look for an outlet. And there was just nobody there. And they, they'd have to try a stretch pass and Minnesota structured pretty well, Brucey Boudreaux, and they were ready to intercept those passes because the book on the Leafs is out. It's, it's the stretch pass. So 
you better game plan to stop it. And I thought they did a good job of that. And they're a team that has like, they have no like super skilled hockey players, no young and up and comers. Like it's still got the Zach Parise, Ryan Suter kind of old core. I think they're the Eric Stahl. Yeah. I think they're the oldest team in the national hockey league. So they're, they're a team that's having trouble putting the puck in the net, but they, I thought they played a really, really good game against the Maple Leafs after the first period. Like they, their Dubnik stepped up. They, they played a structured game, and the Leafs had a problem giving the puck away this afternoon. Yeah, there were a couple Jake Gardner specials this afternoon. Yeah, like I, there was just like it was, it was Austin Matthews had a couple fluffs in his own zone, and like that, the Cadre line was invisible all night. They did nothing in their own end or offensively. And it was it was it was tough to watch at, at some points. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. They played okay, lost to a better team. They got to pick it up defensively. All right, let's move on to some top storylines that are going on right now around the team. And Ryan, our worst fear has been realized. Freddie Anderson was put on IR this morning with a groin injury. Kyle Dubas taking a couple cues from Lou. This injury is very mysterious. We don't know much about it. We just know it's something to do with his groin. We started to raise our eyebrow last week when Sparks got the start in Columbus and then again against New York. And it was downplayed as sort of a minor groin injury. And he was practicing yesterday and everything. And then today we find out he's on, on IR and... I'm a little worried because this team gives up a lot of shots night in and night out. And if this is going to be something that is lingering and goes on for a while, this is concerning. Yeah. And and if you had to take a positive take on it, uh, it would be that this is kind of the time of year that you want him. If he's going to be injured, you might as well do it now because they have a good little buffer in their division and they look like they're going to make the playoffs regardless. So in that case, it's 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 fine. That's the positive. But the negative is like their goaltending depth is very concerning. And we all kind of thought that as soon as McElhaney or Calvin Pickard were were let go or left on waiver, other teams claimed them on waivers at the start of the season. We need to rely on Garrett Sparks, inexperienced backup, wild card in the net, uh, guy who's not very good positionally in the net, and then. He goes down, and then now you're just kind of like, okay, we got to go pick someone up and then call up a kid that we've never even heard before. So they their goaltending depth compared to a lot of other teams is very, very, very soft. Maybe maybe the worst goaltending depth of the National Hockey League because there's a lot of teams that have had goalies out this year, and they've had a backup come in, play well, and keep them in, in keep them in games and. This is starting to get a little concerning. Like they got to start like drafting some goalies like every year to fill up their system because they they can't be having this kind of depth going forward. Well, the goaltending depth took another hit today. Freddie Anderson going on on IR was probably the second most surprising story of the day when we found out that Garrett Sparks was in concussion protocol after taking a shot off the melon in practice yesterday from William Nylander. We mentioned earlier that Michael Hutchison got the start today, and it's for that reason. So not only are they down their starting goalie, they're down their backup goalie, and Babcock played really coy after the game today, and I wouldn't be surprised if Hutchison's in there again on Saturday against Vancouver. No, absolutely not. And to be honest, my take on it is, 
Michael Hutchison and Garrett Sparks are kind of the same when it comes to like I I feel just as confident in Michael Hutchison as I do in Garrett Sparks. Nick Kiprios when, agrees with you. Well, I'm not saying like he's better, but like Garrett Sparks, some night, yeah, he has a good record. Okay, when you're a backup goalie, if you have a good record, that's all you can really do. And if you win hockey games, that is great. But in terms of just watching the game and watching another team get a good opportunity towards the Leafs net. I have just about as much confidence in Michael Hutchinson as I do with Garrett Sparks. I got that vibe today watching him too. He, he made a couple really nice saves. I thought he actually made me feel a little less nervous at times than Sparks does. Sparks gets a little flip-floppy in there sometimes for me and gets swimming around. And I thought Hutchinson, they hit some points today where he looked solid. He let in, a, that. I think it was the third Minnesota goal. The, the, yeah, the five-hole Yeah, that, that, was, that was soft. But... Uh, you're right. I think they're pretty much interchangeable. I joked about Nick Kiprios earlier because in the first intermission today, he proclaimed that Michael Hutchison was making a statement to try and take Garrett Sparks' job. I don't see that happening. Um, but yeah, I well, agree. Yeah. What I, well, well, what I read into that comment is Nick Kiprios, the guy who's pretty dialed into the NHL. So I'm sure he has a little bit of information that Mike Babcock isn't exactly the biggest fan of Garrett Sparks. So if oh, a yeah. older vet- I don't think I don't think you need to be dialed in to know that, Ryan. It's pretty all over. Anytime Babcock's asked a question about Sparks, it's all over his face. Yeah, and it's and if a veteran guy, we've talked about it before, Mike loves the veterans. And if a veteran guy comes in and plays well, then Mike's like, well what the why do I have to put Garrett Sparks back in? I like this guy better. He's a good pro. He's a good player. Good goalie. So Sparks will be back eventually. Concussions, you never know, but we're guessing he'll be back within the next couple of weeks. Just before we move on from this, I want to touch on Freddie again. I agree with you. It is probably a good time to rest him, and especially because a lot of the criticism of Babcock the last couple of years is how much he's overplayed Freddie, so maybe in the long run this will help him out going into the postseason. But this team gives up shots like... Halfway through the game today, Ryan, they'd given up 30 shots. Like, this, it's, if they don't have Anderson for an extended period of time, ugh, I, I don't, it makes me nervous, man. It makes me nervous. Yeah. Well, they're done. They, they have no chance. It's, it's obvious. That if he's not around, especially when it comes to big boy time, then they're not, they can't win anything. Like, he's, he's the guy who's back there who's got to stop all those shots and stop all those opportunities and give them a chance to go back down the ice and score. So it's they don't have them, they're done. Anyway, we'll have to wait and see how this shakes out. I um hope for the best, man. I my heart dropped today when I saw Anderson was placed on IR, but I'm not going to panic. We got some feedback on our Instagram saying don't panic, so that's not what I'm going to do. We're going to remain optimistic and hope that they can pull it out and get some wins here even if Freddie's on the shelf. Now, Next topic of discussion I want to get to, Ryan. The ever-polarizing NHL All-Star Game. Let me tell you, I have been taken aback in these last couple of days at how many people this matters to and care about this. Austin Matthews and John Tavares will be the Leafs' representatives at the All-Star Game. That's not the story. The story is Mitch Marner Morgan and Morgan Riley. Marner, more specifically, being snubbed. I agree. Mitch Marner absolutely deserves to be in consideration for the All-Star game. But does this does it really matter? 
I think I, if I had to, I've been thinking about it too, because you, you asked me this question earlier, we were texting back and forth and I feel like we look at a guy like Ovi. Ovi was like, I'm sorry. No, I'm not going. I'll take the one game suspension that they hand out if you don't go. And he's like, I don't care. I'm Alexander Ovechkin. I'm one of the greatest goal scorers in the NHL. That's absurd that you get a one game suspension for not going. Well, it's like, this is the, this is the showcase of the league. You gotta, you gotta come showcase your league. And it's like people who aren't hockey fans, like they're not watching the all-star game. That's the thing. The all-star game is like, not to sound like, not to sound like unprofessional here, but the NHL all-star game is so lame. Like all all-star games are lame. Every single all-star game in every league, other than maybe baseball, is uh, Ryan, so Ryan, lame, dude. Ryan, Ryan, the skills night of the NBA all-star weekend is the best all-star festivity there is amongst the big four. But I'd make the argument that the NBA all-star game is worse. Is, is, oh, is yeah. the, in the Pro oh, yeah. Bowl? Like, that's oh, terrible. Oh, the Pro Bowl's awful. Yeah, so all-star games in general yeah. are pretty... Lame. And when it comes to Marner, I think if you haven't gone yet and all you like Matthews, is, I think it's Matthews third time going already. So I think Mitch would be happy to go once he wants to experience it once he wants to be an NHL all-star at the end of your career. They always name the, your accolades. This guy won a cup, Con Smythe, whatever. And he was an eight time all-star and Mitch Marner. If you're really dissecting, it should hundred percent be the number one guy for the Leafs when it comes to being an all-star this year. And I feel like for your first time, you kind of just want to go experience it. But after you do it once, I feel like if I was an NHL player, I'd be like, honestly, man, like I'd rather go spend a week with my wife or my buddies on vacation. Take the break, rest your body. Exactly. And you know exactly. what? He might feel that way. He might be like, you know what? It doesn't really matter to me at the end of the day. But I feel like at one point, he's going to want to go once. And I have a feeling he's going to play like he is playing this year for years to come. So I'll have the opportunities. But it's just, I don't know, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter too much. He's been asked about it enough times over the last two days, and it doesn't seem like he's upset about it in the slightest. No, and like you look at Patrick Kane, he made some comments saying how he thinks it's a joke how every team should be represented, and he name-dropped like Marner and Riley being like, those guys should be all-stars, like... There's no reason for those guys not, but not to be all stars, but since you got to make it fair and have every team represented, which I get, because if you're if you're like a Joe Schmo team, you have, you're really gonna have no interest in the All Star game if you have like no one to root for. Well, if you remember the first year Babcock was here, Leo Komarov was the Leafs representative in the All Star game because they had nobody else to send, and there needed to be a Leaf representative. Yeah, exactly. Like that's like kind of a joke. If you, <laughs> it's like, a think total about joke. It. Like Leo Komarov can barely get minutes on a third line in any team in the NHL. Like it. So that's just the way it is. It's the way it goes. I'm sure he's not gonna be. I'm sure he's not gonna ruin his good night's sleep thinking about it. But I'm sure in the back of his mind, he's like, you know, I just want to go once and experience it with all the other best players or most popular players in the NHL. Matthews has cooled off a little bit recently, and Tavares has been spectacular all season long. So no issues there for me. Um, any comments on that? No, I think it's whatever. Like Austin Matthews is just the most popular player, most recognizable face. So he's going to be the guy everyone always looks to. He is the most jerseys, and John Tavares is on a career year. So it's 
Yeah, you can't like complain about who's going. Like, really, Freddie Anderson should go too, but he's injured. But you look at the goal that Carey Price and Jimmy Howard, like, they haven't even been close to to Frederick Anderson this year. So, like, it's you could have this debate in any division, and it's just whatever. Let's move on. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for downloading the show. Don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram at Talking Buds Podcast, on Twitter at Talking Buds Pod. You can download the show on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and tune in. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate all the support. Thanks. Now, let's get back to the Toronto Maple Leaf Podcast for all the buds. This is the Talking Buds Podcast. All right, Rye, new year, 2019. I'm going to try and be a little bit more. Some of the feedback I'm getting is I'm negative. I'm too negative. I'm negative guy. I'm the negative bud on this show. So I don't want to frame this negatively. As you know, I love the team. My hopes are astronomically high, just like everyone else's. But I want to do sort of a... An encompassing state of the union type conversation. And where I'm going with this is you and I watch every game. I've watched every single game so far this season. And the way this team is currently constituted, I just I I think they have to do something. Like if they if they believe what everyone else believes. And I know you're on record on the show saying that you're, you don't share this, that it is what it is and not everything rides on this year. And I agree with you to an extent, but I also think that you've got a chance to take a shot this year and really go for it. I just think the way the team is currently constructed, they are headed for another first, maybe second round playoff exit. And they're going to end up playing either Boston or Buffalo in the first round. And we've talked about it before. They need, we need improvements on the blue line. Maybe they need to get a little bit tougher, but I just, I think it's time for Kyle Dubas to really sit down with Shani and with Babs and say, okay, what do we got to do to take us to the next level? Because to me, it feels like the team sort of plateaued. They, they're good again. They beat bad teams that they should beat for the most part. And they play well against the good teams, but might not win. They gave up a ton of shots, regardless who of who they play. And it's just, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to start the year on a negative note, Ryan, but I'm just, I'm concerned about where this team is headed and where the season could end up or how this season could end. Yeah. It's well, this conversation is so like, it's, I would love for them to do something too. Like I, I would absolutely love for them to go out and get some, stud on the back end or a guy who's gonna Alex Petrangelo yeah or even a guy like Duncan Keith who still logs like a crap load of minutes for the Chicago Blackhawks and even though he's older I'm sure he would step in and fit in just fine but it's just like what are you going to give up and are they willing to give up what they need to give up to get what they really want and I just don't think they're gonna, they're going to do that. I just don't think Kyle Dubas is a guy who's going to be like, 
we got to do something like this is the year like we we really need to contend i feel like you're kind of just taking it you're looking at it in like a fan's perspective and i i share that's that exactly with- it and that's where i feel like this is heading because like i said i just see the same things over and over and over lazy play in the defensive zone turnovers yes very talented offensively exciting in the offensive zone Freddie bails them out more often than not. And I just I just don't think you can aspire to win a cup playing the way they're playing. Yeah, and I think anyone would agree with you, to be honest with you. Like, if you're so optimistic, they're like, this is the year they're going to win the cup, then you're just a serious optimist and good for you. But that's a fan's take. Your take's a fan's take because we invest our time, our personal time, into watching this hockey team play multiple times a week and – we're missing out on other things because we care about this hockey team so much. We do this podcast and it's like, we don't want to like waste our time. And we're so sick of not winning a Stanley cup in this city or not like advancing in the playoffs in this city that you just want it so bad. You want to get there. You'll do anything it takes or anything in your mind that you think that they need to do in order to make that leap. But I'm with you in the fact that they don't have the team this year because you kind of get that, like, Tampa Bay is so far and away. Tampa Bay didn't have one regulation loss in the month of December. They went, like, 13-0-1. Like, they're on a different level. But at the same time, they've been building a lot longer than the Leafs have. Steven Stamkos has been lightning for a long time. And Nikita Kucherov has just been on top of his game for only, like, two or three years. And they got Braden Point. He's just stepping up right now, being an elite hockey player. So I feel like in Kyle Dubas's mind, he doesn't care our, about our fan takes. He's going to do what he has to do to like, keep his job, keep the team on the right track, whatever way he sees fit for that. And he's going to just not make any rash decisions because I see maybe in three years from now, even though that's so far away, like thinking about three years from now, it's like almost makes me sick, but He's going to do what he has to do to keep this team on track. And maybe three years from now, if he's still the general manager and they still haven't won a Stanley Cup, then to me, that's the point where he's going to like, okay, I've been here for a long time. We haven't done anything. So I'm going to make that move. But I feel like in his first year as general manager and where they are in the standings right now, that he's just not going to make the move that we all want him to make to make this hockey team better or more of a cup contender. He's going to probably just embrace the... The, the playoff failures, because Mike Babcock always says, like, you got to go through it. You got to lose in the first round a couple times. You got to lose in the second round. Case in point, the Washington Capitals. So I just don't think he's going to do what we want him to do this year. I hate to make this comparison because it's different leagues and different salary caps and just different variables. But, like, you look at the Raptors, right? Like, I believe the Raptors have a legitimate chance to win the NBA championship this year. I believe, and I know you get Kawhi Leonard and the next year it's totally different if he leaves and all that sort of thing. So it's a totally different circumstance. But the feeling I have when I watch the Raptors is this team has a legit chance to win it all this year. And I've watched every Leaf game, like I said, and I, I don't I don't feel that when I watch them. I just I just don't. And it bums me out. I, I and you're right. I I think Dubis and Babs 
are playing the long game here and it's about development and it's about we want to be a content like they're not going to push all their chips in the middle because what the Raptors have done by getting Leonard is they pushed their chips in the middle and said we're going to try and win a title this year and to your point I don't think Dubas and Shani and Babs want to do that I think they want to play the long game and be contenders for years to come but I still don't like when it comes to the blue line nobody's coming who's coming like who from the Marlies is going to come and step up like sure Dermot is only going to get better and maybe one of the kids at the Marlies pans out or whatever but you there's no stud difference maker coming no and I think yeah so it's like is it do, do you look at trading some draft capital do you look at moving uh, I don't know. I hate to say it. William Nylander. Do you look at moving... Casperi uh, Kapanen. Casperi Kapanen, Nazem yes. Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri. Like, do, you, do you look at making moves to bring in an elite defenseman? Because I do not see this team winning a Stanley... Getting, any, getting a sniff of a Stanley Cup final with Ron Hainsey on their top pair. Well, if you compare it to the Raptors... Maybe Kyle Dubas just has to experience more playoff failures for him to change his mindset because Masai Ujiri got so sick of watching the Toronto Raptors get dusted in the playoffs that he said, you know what? Screw it. We have a team that's going to make the playoffs every year, maybe go to the second round. If we're lucky, maybe go to the third round. But really, he didn't believe that that team was a championship winning team. So he went, you know what? I've been here for a long time. We haven't been successful. So I'm going to just go all in, trade out the franchise guy who's been maybe the most, probably the best Toronto Raptor ever. And I'm going to take a chance with one of the top five players in the NBA. And maybe that's where Kyle Dubas has to get. Maybe because it's been two years of first round exits. Maybe it's got to be two more years of losing in the second round or losing in the first round again, where they finally go, you know what? development's all well and good, but Austin Matthews is in his fifth year. Mitch Marner's in his fifth year, sixth year. And this is the year where we're like, we got to We got to win something. We got to win something for the city. So maybe that's the point where they have to get. And it's parting ways with things that are important to them. Because if you make that big trade for the first round picks, you get rid of first round picks or you trade younger guys and that thing goes south. That's a kind of trade that gets you fired too. So like, it's just making that decision, coming to that point in time where Kyle Dubas can sit down with himself and be like, this is the time where I need to pull the trigger on something like this. Once again, Ryan, you just have this way of talking me off the ledge and getting me back into a more positive headspace. So you're right. Maybe maybe that is what they need. But I... But but I'm with you though. But it does. I'm with you in the chan- in the in the sense that as a fan, it does suck because it's just like, like it to me, like for me personally, I just want to see them get past the first round this year. I would be happy with them going into a second round, playing whoever. I just that's to me that's going to be a successful year for them if they just get past that first round hump, especially if they play the Bruins, which. To me, if you're looking at the Atlantic division, that's where it's heading. And maybe they'll have home ice this time. So to me, let's just get past a first round and let's go from there. Let's not stay. Maybe a Stanley Cup is too far out of reach. Maybe just all the media talking has just gotten our expectations too high. And really, it's let's just take baby steps. Let's get past one round. Because if you get past one, then you have the experience. You have won a playoff series. And let's see where it goes from there. I often find myself sitting here wondering um, 
are my expectations too high? Like, have I have I bought into this media narrative of they have a chance to win a Stanley Cup this year? And when you watch them, it's like, no, they still got a lot to learn before they get there. And you no always, and when, when me and you are together, you always bring up the how sometimes the media, even though we love some of the guys who work in the media, sometimes their narrative is just like, it rules all. And it's not always realistic. And we buy into these things because every morning we turn on the radio and we hear the same guys talking about the same thing. So it kind of gets driven in your mind, but you got to really sit back and think in your own head, like what are the real, real expectations for this hockey team? Not getting eliminated in the first round by the Boston Bruins. That which I honestly believe they're, that's that's the first round matchup because I see the Bruins kind of pulling ahead of the Sabres a little bit. I, I don't know that for sure. I could be wrong, but it's looking like that's that's what's going to happen this year is it's going to be Leafs, Bruins, first round. Let's, let's slay the dragon. Let's conquer our demons type of round. I think the only way that this season can end in catastrophe is is if they get eliminated by Boston. And uh, and notice I say eliminated. Like, so I don't care if they go se- seven games and it's a brutal back and forth battle. If they lose and get eliminated by Boston in the first round for the second straight year, it's not going to be good. I agree. I, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm with you with the whole game. It doesn't matter if it's four games or seven games. Like, it's, it's still going to hurt the same and it's still going to mean the same. Like, this is a team... You got to get over like you got to beat this hockey team and skill wise. You're better than this hockey team, even though they have a great first line. But man for man, you're more skilled than them. You're less tough, probably got a worse blue line and the goaltending could probably go like Anderson could be better one night. Ras could be better the other night, but it does all that doesn't matter. You just got to slay that dragon. You got to beat this hockey team because once they get that off their back, and they're going into a second round playing whoever, you're just going to feel a whole lot better as a fan, and I'm yeah. sure they're going to yeah. feel a whole lot better as a hockey team. It'll be a totally different narrative. You beat Boston, and then even if you go and get eliminated in the next round in like four, five, six games, people won't be that upset because you'll have gotten over the hump of the Bruins in the postseason. So yeah, I definitely, definitely agree and with that. And it's like an extra four. You're promised an extra four games after that too. Like It's just the season extends and we can fill up Maple Leaf Square more and we can go to our buddy's house and have a party watching the games like it's just it just extends the season it makes the excitement even bigger and that's somewhere we haven't been in in god knows how long almost 20 years like 15 years so we just we, we want a taste of that so badly like they haven't been to a second round since the lockout like yeah, that's that's pretty unbelievable. Since the first lockout, not the half lockout. Since the first lockout. Like we just want to see an extended playoff run so we can just be excited hockey fans. Ryan, I think it is time for the first edition of Bums and Beauties in 2019. Yes, first edition 2019. Let's make it a good one. Bums and Beauties. <laughs> It's time to find out who's a bum and who's a beauty. Take it away, buds.
you heard it bums and beauties 2019 ryan we just had kind of a more negative conversation so let's start positive who is your beauty of the week my beauty of the week is the fourth line call up trevor moore Oh, that's a good one. That was one of mine. I got a list here and he was on my list. And you know what? I I chirp people for like caring about the fourth line and like being like, oh, this guy's a beauty. He plays on the fourth line. And sometimes we glorify players who used to play for the Leafs who were just good checkers and not really superstars. But I just think he's my beauty of the week because... You, you knew nothing about this kid. Like, you don't even know his name. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, Trevor who? Like, I've never heard of this guy in my life. But We're in number 42 always throws me off because of Bozak. Yeah, yeah. He could probably use a number change. But I just like how it's a kid you've never heard before in your life. And you're just watching him through the first couple of games he's playing. And you're like, you know what? This guy's pretty good. Like, he could skate. He set up. Like, if the, any guy could set up Freddie the Goat for a couple goals, like, you know, he's a pretty decent hockey player. And he's getting that fourth line going. Personally, I think he's better than Tyler Ennis, even though he's played a small sample size. But he gets into the corner first. He skates hard. He makes other players on his ice on his line better. They spend more time in the offensive zone with him on that line than they have with anyone else on that line. So I just like how he's a nobody that we didn't know anything about who can come up and you can notice kind of an impact that he's making already. So Trevor Moore, you're my beauty of the week. And he's an AHL all-star. I think he's leading the Marlies in points. So you're a beauty. So I'm going to have a bit of a theme to my Bowman beauty this week. Uh, You'll probably pick up on it after I'll try and weave them together, I guess. My beauty of the week is whoever came up with the idea for this next generation broadcast and theme. I thought it was fantastic. Like I said earlier, I thought the Fortnite graphics for all the players was fantastic. I thought having the kids get on the ice and being introduced as the next generation was fantastic. I The whole thing was fantastic. I loved it. New ideas introducing new creative things to do ways to enjoy the game is something this league sorely 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 needs so i loved it i thought it was really fun i had a smile on my face for two and a half hours even though they lost the game so whether it was kyle dubas brendan shanahan somebody in the marketing department i don't know whoever you are that came up with that idea you are my beauty of the week i loved it yeah they pulled it off well and they have the financial wherewithal to to pull it off as well. So good on them. My bum of the week is Greg Millen. Last week during the Detroit Red Wings game, Greg Millen was asked, Ryan was in the room with me and my jaw just about hit the floor when this happened. Greg Millen, who's a perfect professional, don't know him personally, I'm sure he's a really nice man. It's not necessarily about Greg Millen himself, it's just what he said. He was asked if he could change anything in the NHL heading into 2019, and one of the things that he said was, remove the technology from behind the benches. As I just said in my previous Beauty of the Week, 
This game needs to progress. It needs to move forward. It needs to be modern. It needs to be young and fresh and exciting and new and sexy and fun and whatever. And you've got, for all intents and purposes, an old guy in between the benches talking about removing the technology. The coaches have to focus on coaching. They don't have time to look at the little screens back there. And it's just like that comment is everything that's wrong with the National Hockey League right now. And I just, I don't think it was a very smart thing to say. I think this game is in desperate need of growth and having somebody make a comment like that, just, it it puts, it sheds such a negative light and I completely disagree with it. Having the iPads back there is fantastic for coaches to get a closer look at things if they want to make a challenge. Marner and Matthews have a shift where they miss a shot on net so they can come and they can watch what happens. So next time they can go out and make a correct their mistake they just made what have you it's absurd to allow somebody to say that I was not a fan of it at all so Greg Millen I'm sure you're a perfectly nice man but for making that comment you are my bum of the week and it was just like the what do you like get rid of the technology it's like you're just showing you're you're showing your age if you're just calling it like technology it's not like get rid of the tablets or the iPads. It's like get rid of the technology. Yeah, just going on about how like in, in, in his logic, the coaches need to coach back there. They don't have time to be looking at the little screens. It's like Greg, it's not 1978. Yeah, it's <laughs> 2019. <laughs> technology is your friend. Yeah, this is absurd to make that comment. Yeah, technology is like everything. In 2019, like everything is technology and you want to this, get rid of the technology and go back to yeah. the good old days. Yeah, this and, and that, that Ryan encompasses everything that's wrong with the National Hockey League. It's so bland and outdated. Old. It's so dated. It's, like it's some run of the by a bunch of so guys dated. who are older men and you talked about your beauty of the week and I'm sure Kyle I'm sure that was Kyle Dubas's idea because he's a young dude and he would think of something like that because he's a smart guy with the next gen game today and it's guys who are kind of in their older years and they, they just don't have any new fresh appealing ideas for people that are my age or younger like they just don't and calling I, it I've technology s- is just like whoa I've said repeatedly on this show that one of the reasons why I loved the promotion of Kyle Dubas was it's a new young guy with fresh ideas and fresh youthful eyes on the game. Not the same good old boys club, some recycled GM who's been around the league for 20 years. So anyways, that's enough of that. The NHL needs to grow and progress, not regress. Ryan, who is your bum of the week? All right, my bum of the week are world junior fans of Team Canada. And anyone who knows me well knows that I am not a fan of this tournament in terms of just, like, bleeding red and white. Like, I love being Canadian. I'm proud to be a Canadian. But I'm not going to sit on my TV during my Christmas break and pretend that my allegiance to this country depends on a bunch of kids in high school. Like, no, I'm sorry. And the fact that this team lost yesterday, so what? They're all in high school. They're all playing against some of the best players all over the world. If you haven't noticed, there's a 
ton of amazing hockey players in the National Hockey League or who are from Finland, and that's a country that's getting better at hockey. But if you're seriously going on Twitter and ripping high school kids for losing a hockey game, and just the fact that you care about that tournament that much, that's a joke. Like, that is an absolute joke, and you need to get a life or a new hobby. Like, well, it's what we no. talk about with the Leafs. It's, we talk about this with the Leafs all the time, too. It's just people get so carried away. I think it's, and it's worse. Like, I think it's and, worse. And, oh, for sure. Well, th- this is this is for sure worse because the thing about the Leafs is, first of all, it's never okay to call someone name on call someone a name on social media. But the, the Le- they're professional athletes. They're getting paid millions of dollars. It goes with the territory that people are allowed to have an opinion of you when you're a pro athlete and you're making that much money. That's part of the reason why you're paid so much money but to your point these are high school kids out there having the opportunity to represent their country and it's 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 a fun thing that everyone should be involved with and getting so upset and worked up because they lost to a damn good finland team is yeah it's absurd and losing to a damn good russian team too and if you just love hockey, i get it if you love hockey and you just love watching younger kids play a freewheeling style and in a high pressure environment, then great. Like watch away. I watched a ton. Of, I watched the Canada Russia game. Great game. Exciting game. But these kids lost a hockey game against a good team. And for Leaf fans, I think it's like, okay, the Leafs haven't won in forever. So there's generations and generations of fans that are piling up and are upset because they want to see a winner. This team has won this tournament a million times and have meddled in this tournament a million times. And the one year they get knocked out and don't meddle on home ice, you're going to go on and take digs at high school kids. Like you're a complete loser. Yeah. yeah. Loser. Yeah. Yeah, if you gutless. do that, yeah, it's gutless. It drives me nuts. It all oh my. Like you're, you're you saw a tough Sid guy, Sixero. You're a tough guy hiding behind your your Twitter account or your Instagram yeah, and you account. saw Sid Sixero yeah. go off yesterday, being like these kids are under a ton of pressure, and it's like they shouldn't be. No. They should just go out and have fun and play for their country. They're all kids that are probably going to be drafted in the NHL and are high prospects. And you know what? The world is getting better at hockey. And if you are sitting there watching Team Canada beat up a Denmark team fourteen nothing, and you're sitting there beaming with Canadian pride because you watched your team kick the crap out of a country that isn't good at hockey and are trying to get better, then you're a loser. And if you get upset about these kids losing a hockey game in a tournament that they've won a million times, then you're a complete loser and you're my bum of the week. Oh, well, there you have it. Couldn't agree with you more, buddy. I, yeah, I, I just, I, I've, I've, this tournament, just like, I, if you love hockey, watch it, but just don't act like you're like, an all-time Canadian if you're just, like, so into it. Oh, Team Canada, Team Canada. It's like, get, get a life. Like, come on. All right, before we do the first tuts of 2019, we'll do our usual look-ahead. Saturday night, the Vancouver Canucks are in town. Elias Peterson, or Peterson, or I think that's it. What is it? What is it Peterson or Peterson? Yeah, there Elias Peterson, Elias Peterson, Elias Petter, I don't know, just whatever you want to call the guy. The media can't stop talking about him because he's a beauty. But so they're in town Saturday night, hockey night in Canada. Can we just talk about for one second the epic night of sports that is this coming Saturday night? It's incredible. You've got on at the same time. Like this is if if this is not a multi-screen night, I don't know what is. You got 
the exciting young Vancouver Canucks in town to take on our beloved Toronto Maple Leafs. Then you've got the Toronto Raptors against the Milwaukee Bucks, two first place teams in the East, first and second in the East, keep changing out. Exciting, exciting matchup. Then you've got the Seattle Seahawks at Jerry World to take on the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL playoffs. If that's not a three-screen sports night, I don't know what is. Yeah, what's your... I know, I know we're doing a Leaf podcast, but honestly, like, it might be third on the depth chart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm looking forward to Jerry World the most. Oh, yeah, Jerry World, the the Seahawks at Jerry World's incredible, and, and the Raptors against the Milwaukee Bucks, the emerging Milwaukee Bucks is also really, really exciting matchup. So that have your, have your multiple screens ready for that one, folks. Then on Monday, the Leafs, then on Monday, Nashville Predators at Scotiabank Arena taking on the Leafs. That's a tough one. Yeah, we will be coming at you with episode 14 after that one. We're going to, we took a two week hiatus, so we're going to pump two episodes out within a matter of days here. For all the buds, any comment on the upcoming games, Ryan? No, I, I'm, I'm the Vancouver dude. They're a surprise hockey team. You look at the Western Conference standings; they're, they're, they're right there in a wild card spot. Like they're not as bad as we all thought they were going to be. Exciting young hockey team. Like just and the Nashville Predators, we know what they are. They're, they're a great hockey team as well. They're, they're one of the best teams in the West, right behind the Jets in the in the Flames. So there, it's, it's it's two tough games coming up. It's no it's no walkover. Like it's. You gotta you gotta come out and play better. Give the puck away less, and 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 play your game. Score your goals. Don't give as many shots, even though we know that's not gonna happen. But it's nice to talk about it and hope that it's going to happen. All right, it's time for the first edition of Totally Unqualified Takes in 2019. It's time for Talking Buds. Totally Unqualified Takes. Ryan, if you go back two weeks ago to our last episode and check the tape, I said the Leafs would get six out of a possible six points, and the Leafs did, in fact, get six out of a possible six points. Yeah, you're just going to rub it in on these tuts now. Like, you're just dummying me in these totally unqualified takes. At the, end, gonna... at the end of the season, we'll do a, we'll look back and... Do a yeah, we gotta do like a tally. special recap episode of just like that quick takes and just show how on you are and how brutal I am. All right, you go first. What's your totally unqualified take? All right, well, you brought up the Saturday billing of Raptors, Leafs, and a playoff football. So I'm gonna go Leafs over Canucks. Then I'm gonna go Bucks over Raptors. As much as I love the Raptors, I'm gonna go Bucks over Raptors. And they're going to go Cowboys over Seahawks, which is a dangerous pick. But I'm kind of just picking it because I want to see it happen. But I, that's going to be my tut. Those are going to be my three. And hopefully I, I, I go three for three. Who knows? Might go over three. But that's what, just what I'm feeling right now. That's my tut. Since we're coming back on Monday, I've got to keep it. I've got to keep it sort of contained to these next two games. So we don't know what's going to happen with Garrett Sparks if he comes back or not. I don't see Freddie being ready to go on Saturday or Monday. So we don't know what's going to happen with Garrett Sparks, but I'm going to build, I'm going to 
controversy. I'm going to create controversy. If Michael Hutchinson gets another start and plays well, this narrative of Hutchison is going to replace Sparks ain't going anywhere. Even if they lose, but they lose close like they did today, and he plays well, we will be back on here on Monday night talking about Hutchison and Sparks. So that's my totally unqualified take. This coming Monday, and we'll start the show off on Monday, if I'm right or not, we will start the show off on Monday talking about Michael Hutchinson and Garrett Sparks. Yeah, and that's just a narrative that it's just a Toronto narrative. We're dying for a new one. So let's let the new guy comes in and especially goaltending related, we're just itching for a narrative. So Let I, me do let me do let me do a take on yours. Let me do a take on yours, okay? I'm predicting the Leafs beat the Canucks, pull one out. I'm predicting the Raptors beat the Bucks in Milwaukee. Kawhi Leonard goes off big. And I'm predicting Russell Wilson goes into Jerry World and upsets the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I feel like that's the smart choice is really going with Russell Wilson because we've seen Russell Wilson pull out some just ridiculous playoff football games in the past. But I'm trying to will my prediction to a Jerry World victory because I just I just think Zeke's going to eat. And the Seahawks don't have the, they have a middle of the pack run defense. So if anybody's, if anybody's listening to us, DM us on Instagram, a picture of your setup. So if you've got like multiple screens or you got laptop, you got two TVs, you got a bunch of laptops, you got an iPad, whatever it is, send us a DM of your setup. We'd love, we'd love to see how people are taking it. I live for nights like this Saturday. Me personally, I'm the older of the two of us, as some of you have probably figured out by now. My favorite thing to do at 30 years old is sit down and enjoy a night of epic sports like this one. So if you got a good setup going on Saturday night, we want to see it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know there's there's a couple. I don't know if you love football. I know there's a couple of Cowboys fans that listen to this thing. So I want to see you wearing listen. your jerseys. I want to see your screen set up. I want to hear and- your predictions. To those Cowboys fans, I hope you get the W on Saturday night, but I just, Russell Wilson scares me. Anyway, this is the Leaf Podcast. That'll do it for episode 13. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. If you follow us on Instagram, you probably noticed that over the Christmas break, we had some Talking Buds merchandise made. Ryan, eh? Little Talking Buds hats. If anybody wants one, hit us up on Instagram with your name and address, and we'll, and we'll make sure yeah, one we'll makes your way. Send one over to you, and we're probably looking to get some more stuff in the future. Yep. Don't want to, don't want stickers, some t-shirts, yeah. something like that. Don't want to overpromise, but there's yeah, probably going to be some some something something in the future. So, so anybody wants a hat, let us know. We'll send you one. Oh yeah, Ryan, enjoy the games on Saturday night. We'll talk on Monday.
do did will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network the first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories ready tara sloan from the san jose sharks undercurrent podcast at nbc sports Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.